Outdoor Adventures Podcast. We're going to talk hunting, fishing, and everything outdoors. So pull up a seat and enjoy our campfire stories. Thanks for joining us. Hey guys, what's going on? Thanks for joining me again. Appreciate all you guys listening. Especially all you guys who are checking in multi-episodes. First off, I'd like to give my shout-outs. Seattle, Washington. Minneapolis, Minnesota. Dallas, Texas. Oyens, Iowa. Toronto, Canada. Ellie J, Georgia. Montreal, Canada. Sarasota, Florida. Akron, Ohio. Evansville, Indiana. And Lincoln, Nebraska. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. If you want, feel free to hit me up on Facebook and Instagram. You can even reach out to me on my website, Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures. So it's been a while. And uh, stripers, turkeys, and trout, oh my. It's a big problem I have up here in upstate New York, man. It's a good problem to have. Start off in April with trout. Stripers start to move in. And the way this weather's been this year, weather's kind of stayed a little bit cool. Come May, the dilemma was stripers, turkey, or trout. And I found myself quite a few times, man, just what did I want to do? You know, at one point, I started out striper fishing pretty early, Um, but at the same time, I wanted to be out there trout fishing. I got out there twice, and it was funny. Both times I went out, man, I'm always looking for a little bit of overcast, maybe a little bit of crappy weather day before or day after, rather, I should say. But both times I've been out this year, calm, smooth as glass, man. And I never feel too confident. And those feelings, they they paid they paid me dividends, because <laughs> uh, basically I didn't get any trout. Got some smallmouth though. They're really aggressive early on in the year. So. Uh, Quite a couple, quite a few smallmouth. That was cool. I mean, at least I'm catching stuff, you know, for the most part. Um, I don't know if I've told you guys before, but I like to get out there and troll around, use some deep divers. My go-to color is purple with silver. Um, to me, it, it reminds me kind of of the alewives or sawbellies, as we call them. Every year it seems more and more on the show can that there's just more pods of bait fish, man. And uh, for me, it seems like the trolling's gotten a little bit tough. And that's the way the the lake is where I grew up, Sylvan Lake. Um, early season, you can get away with trolling a little bit, but at some point or other, you got to turn over to the bait fish. And... Uh, 
I think next time out, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to troll out way deep and then actually bring some bait fish with me and see how I make out. I always want to bring my, uh, I have like a fish finder. I used to bring it out, but now I know they frown on batteries, stuff like that. Um, whether they frown on portable fish finder, that's another thing, but I haven't been bringing it out for the reason I just don't want the trouble. But that being said, the last time I went out, it was a total disaster. Got this new tripod for filming. It's, it's a little bit different than what I used to have. Um, and twice this time out, I had gotten fish on, hence the smallmouth. But five times, man, one time to get out to go to the bathroom, and just that little, sh the rocking motion on the boat, tripod fell down. Now, one thing I want to say is the camera holder for the cell phone worked amazing because that phone should have been five times inside the water. <laughs> but it held on to it. Uh, didn't lose my tripod. I did have a fish on. And by the depth of the water, the way the the you know my pole hit, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say it was probably a trout. Um, but unfortunately, trying to monkey with the camera, I let slack and fish got off. And at the same time, I had issues with my oars coming out. Man, you know they're they're kind of buoyant. But twice I had an oar come off. Thank God it wasn't windy. Where I was able to actually use one oar to get to it. And uh, I can tell you my trout season has been hectic. And that one day was a complete disaster. It was just unbelievable to me. I did buy the... Uh, Tripsy Diver. As I said, I run uh, some deep diving bait, but I wanted something to guarantee me at least 30 feet, and I bought the Tripsy Diver. Thing worked awesome. I'm really impressed with it because by the time you get up to the side of the boat, the thing's literally, when you're reeling in, coming straight up from down below you. So, thing works great. Um, the one thing I did find with it, the, uh, you know, the screw to adjust the trigger mechanism, um, it's, it can either be really light or, or really tight. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out when I do actually get a fish on, um, depending on the size of it. But it was funny. It was so calm out the first time I went out and I said to myself, man, there was all these bugs. Like we're getting these beetles this time of the year, and uh, they must be landing in the water. 
and you see these little vibration circles from where they're upside down and they're flapping their wings. And I saw a ton of top water. Might have been a good bet maybe just to not troll and throw out top water bait. And it was funny, I did switch over to a shallow diver, which kind of swam towards, you know, maybe three feet below the surface. And that's what I got the hit on. I, I believe it might have been a trout. Um, but I said to myself, man, I should bring out a fly pole the next time I come out. Because I've been having this weird luck, even the end of last year. I wasn't getting any chop on the water. So, the next time I went out, I had my fly pole, everything in the car, man. But, you know, just lugging the stuff out to the boat, I just wasn't feeling it, man. And sure enough, it was really calm again. And I would have loved to have tried, you know, some kind of fly out there and just see how I would have made out. That would put an, itch, an interesting twist to uh, fishing your show can. Um, I do plan on going mousing at night there. Not sure that how that's going to work out, being that it's a reservoir. Um, but I definitely also want to get out onto the Catskill Creek. But as far as the stripers go, if you guys have followed me, man, I've I've been struggling for years. Um, but I finally got the skunk out of the boat, so to speak, even though I'm fishing from shore. And to chunk or not to chunk, that is the question. I, uh, I, ha I hang out with this guy, Joe. He owns Clubhouse on the Cliff. It's a bait, bait and tackle shop. And, uh, he was showing me pictures of a lot of these guys, and even a guy I know, Eric, man, they, they just slam it on the chunk. Um, really, you know, also live herring. My buddy Teddy, and I know a lot of people, I caught mine on live. Um, but it is amazing to see how many people are catching these huge stripers on, on chunk. Great year, too. My God, all the striper uh, Facebook pages, they were just lit up this year. Um, I was actually just listening to a podcast up at the Cape, and even Cape Cod, I guess, is on fire. So it, it sounds like 2023 for a striper fishing is just amazing. But I did, <laughs> after all this the bait, you know, like I'm not, the, I'm not even saying it doesn't work. It, it's proven, man. I see all these guys on Facebook. I know people who use the chunk, but for whatever reason, man, um, I I tried chunk at my spot, and all I did was feed catfish all day. They just nibble, nibble, nibble. Um, I did have one run with chunk. But I just, for some reason, man, I just, for my whole time ever fishing these sons of bitches, man, whenever I use anything but live, I, I just get tore up by the catfish. 
But another question you got to ask yourself with the striper fishing. Is your spot good? Uh, if you follow me, man, I, I have permission uh, on a p lady's piece of property where I'm able to fish, and it's easy access to the river for me. Um, I fish alone, so I'm not battling with people. But I've come to the conclusion it's not a great spot, man. Because like I said, I'm watching all my friends, all these guys on Facebook, man, just hammering the striper. Um, and, and the funny thing is, I finally got the skunk out. So it shows that, you know, my spot was good for a fish, but at the same time, was it really that good of a spot, <laughs> you know? Um, so next year, I'll definitely be doing everything I can to get to a different, deeper spot deeper channel and we'll see how my luck plays out but I think you know there were some new people on Facebook you know that have not really fished a lot for striper and ask a lot of questions but you know I have to say absolutely your spot is everything not saying that you know you can't catch one. Like I said, I'm sure, you know, I'll catch them at where I'm at, but I think I'll do a lot better if I was somewhere else. The convenience for me, though, always trumped everything. Just to not be harassed, not deal with other people. Um, I love the spot. But at the same time, you know, next year I got to change up my plan. Hopefully, hopefully going to get a boat. That's my. That's another plan I have. But social media, going back to that, you know, um, like people asking questions. I've talked about this before. People are brutal. And the big thing this year, me and my, this guy, Joe, uh, you know, we were, we were talking about, like, you're just better off not posting anything on social media. <laughs> Honest to God. Like, when I caught my striper, man, I did not post on any of the striper pages. Or, the, you know, anything like that. Uh, a guy I know. I know the big thing this year is with the way people handled the fish. Like, I mean, let's face it. None of us are out there with slings, you know, sling, you know, scales. And when people see people lifting them up by the lip to get them where they can cradle them in their arms for a picture or video, um, a lot of hate on more than likely the fish is going to die and it destroying the insides of these larger fish might be true i don't know i would love to actually get a biologist on here and pick their brain on it i'm sure it's not good i i can totally see where that probably i know a guy i've seen him on social media he catches carp and everything's in a sling um it's like a stretcher looking thing um, I get it. So, but going back to the thing, like no matter what you do on social media, it's just, there's haters, man. <laughs> We've talked about it a ton of times. It sucks. But what are you going to do? You know, that's, that's the way it is. That's the risk you take when you put this stuff on social media.
but I chose not to really post on it. So that being said, it is what it is. Then you get to you uh, the turkey part of my season. If you follow me, you know that last year's season was the first time in 29 years I didn't put a meat, uh, any meat in the freezer. Well, turkey would prove to be the same thing. So, as you know, like your tags run from September to the end of May, that being spring turkey season. Well, lo and behold, my whole hunting season from start to finish was a bust. No meat in the freezer. Um, called up my buddy, asked his his farm is, is over the years has been an amazing place to tur- turkey hunt. Um, gave him a call, asked him if I could go up there again. As usually, he said, "Not a problem." Open the morning, really windy. Uh, storm came and rained. But the wind was just unbelievably brutal. And I know sometimes that can affect, in my opinion, this is my opinion. I know everybody's got the opinions. and Maybe there's even people more knowledgeable than me, and I get it. But uh, I just felt like the wind played a huge deal the first day. Because all over the mountain, even far away, I just didn't hear anything. Except for this one lone gobbler that was, I mean, considering it was up on the mountain, it was probably well over a mile away. Went out before regular turkey season with my buddy Ted and his son. We did the youth. I said I would call for his son. Um, we had no luck. I feel it was kind of, (laughs) it wouldn't be the way I would have played it, but we went to our gun club and, uh, you know, I, I know when I turkey hunt, I do it a certain way. Um, having, you know, his son, young, young, young gentleman, a little bit feisty, you know. Wants to move around a lot. Not going to do you well in the turkey woods. Um, so I did that the opening weekend. And the weekend before for the youth. Comes time for me to be by myself. Like I said, windy as hell. But I get out the second time. Conditions seem to be just where you'd want it, comfortable, nice chill in the morning, not too buggy. My first call set I do, man, two huge coyote come running right into me. Woods were quiet, even pre, pre-light, pre you know, like you sometimes you get that gobble right before, you know, like the sun's cracking. Just really quiet, man. I was I was shocked by it. I really was. You know, then you start to wonder was, you know, 
I wasn't there for the youth weekend. Was somebody in there already? Maybe people calling. You know, sometimes birds shut up. I get all that. Um, the coyote did not make me feel good. Um, heard that same one lone gobbler way, way up like a mile away, you know, up in the state forest. But I hunted most of the morning and then finally just, you know, you get to that point where you just you're mentally beaten up by it, you know, and that's, that's the part where my, you know, my brain's playing, should I get out there, do some striper fishing, you know, just call it quits here, not sit till noon, should I go trout fishing, <laughs> you know, I had the, the great dilemma, it's all good, man, uh, I went fishing out to the river, but you know it's funny. Um, if you've listened to the podcast about um, ice fishing this year, I talked about two dudes. My hub wouldn't open up. Uh, a guy stopped Jesse. He said, "You know, I got a couple minutes. I'm waiting for my friend." He gave me a hand. His buddy showed up. Um, they look my my. The hub was so, I don't know what happened, man, but he said he's seen it before where, like, all the supports on the inside just get bound up, man. And even when I did a, a practice before I went out on the ice, uh, it, it was I was having issues. So these two dudes helped me out, man. They spent, like, an hour of the first, first hour of light, man, when they could have been fishing prime time. Um, they helped me out, man. And the episode was like, you know, there's still good people out there. Um, I'm struggling to catch bait, man. This year was a little bit of a struggle. Early on, it was great, man. I mean, I, I was, there was a day I was just, I, I couldn't do any wrong. I had my limit. Um, every time I, I would lose one off my rod, I would literally go over and net another one for the hook. Like, I wouldn't even have to go into my, you know, I had eight of them inside of a, like a floating basket, but I never went into the, you know, to drop it down to seven. I would just go scoop one up quick and and it was that easy. Um, these guys, they, I've talked about, and this is where I also believe about my spot. I'll, I'm going to get sidetracked for a little minute. Last year, same deal. Guy parks about 150 yards in front of me in the channel. They're slaying, slaying the stripers. Well, fast forward a year, here's three dudes on a boat, same spot as the guy last, about 150 yards out, probably right on the edge of the channel, and then where it comes in from them to me is very shallow. Um, they limit out in, in no time at all, and then, sure enough, they yell over to me, yo, man, we see you're struggling right there. You want our bait. That was awesome, man. That was really, really cool of them. Because I was, man. I was out there just trying to scap away, scap away. 
no fishing getting done. These guys recognized the catcher limit and gave me a half a dozen herring. Four of them alive, two were like, you know, floaters for the most part. But, hey, goes back to that chunk deal, you know. Um, if you catch them on chunk, that bait, I'd rather have that than nothing. So, once again, man, you know, like, there's some awesome dudes out there, man. There's some not-so-awesome people, you know. Um, but I, the striper season, I was happy with it, man. You know, I was really happy. It was really good for, for all, for what it seemed. And it'll be interesting to see what DEC comes out of this. Um, you know, because I know some states are really tightening down on stuff. I know Maine, the slot is, I almost want to say it was 20 to 31 or something like that. You know, it's really a tight gap to take fish home. Where last year, biologists spoke up for New York sportsmen and said that we've been doing the right thing and to really not mess with the season. I know they, they wanted waves they were talking about. Um which, you know, some of the waves, it was like that was the prime fishing. You know, when they want us to fish, the fish should be probably back at the ocean. But um, worked out well. Really good season. And, guys, check out Sportsman Alliance. I say this every episode, man. Check them out. Go even on Instagram. They send links. You go on their website. You can vote on stuff. Vote. Help other people in other states, man. Um, So... You know, we just, uh, we had the ban on coyote hunting, and uh, Nevada, they just overturned that. As well as they had some kind of uh, tethering law with dogs, hunting dogs and stuff like that. It was really crazy. It would have devastated probably guys with, with hunting. So, I'm going to leave it at that, guys. I appreciate you guys listening. Um... I'll be back next week. I'm going to try to get these things out more often, man. It's like, it's hard, man. I, I say it all the time. I apologize, but my job is sucking the life out of me. But you know what? I've made do with all my free time. And even as un unsuccessful as deer and turkey were, I've I made the best of it. I got out there a lot. And being in the woods and out on the water, and it's just amazing, man. It really, truly is. Get out there. Just do it. I've said it before. Even now, money's tight, people. Do a, uh, you know, a hunting, fishing, slash staycation. Make the best of what you got locally. Because even, you know, just driving an hour or two in your car, it's expensive. All right, guys. Till next time. Thanks a lot. Check me out on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to book with me, Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures .com. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. This episode Peace of out. Appalachian Timber Ghost Outdoor Adventures podcast was brought to you by Wild Kingdom Sony. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram.